0: Hi, I'm Dave, and you're listening to Making Problems to Solve, the podcast about curiosity, creativity, and problem solving. Today, I'm talking to Rob Rojas, uh, Rojas Carpentry. Uh, you can find him restoring old drill presses, repairing old forklifts. He might be making a dovetail table, or he might be making your ice pick and Jimmy dressed the shop. Uh, how are you doing, Rob? Doing fantastic, Dave. How about you? I'm good. Thanks. Uh, so one of the most recent things that you did was you were you got uh, profiled by K&S Precision Metals for their uh-huh. um, I don't know, maker series on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. So,
1: yeah, I was making the uh, the ice pick, um, quote unquote, launcher. Right. because You can't say rifle on YouTube.
0: Right. It's just for it's just for delivering them across the show, workshop. Right. So when needs one, you can give it to them quickly
1: it's 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 really in a, in a necessary part of the uh, the whole ice pick process you know you just it, it's just a lot faster it saves a lot
0: of time right and you can use it for like strength testing or you know making sure they're oh absolutely <laughs> sharpened properly right yeah if you haven't seen the ice pick launcher uh video uh on rob's channel or the uh, the knf uh profile they're they're great So well i'll leave a link in the uh show description <laughs> check them out um so I would listen to you on the, uh, the Brunt, um, uh, podcast. I think it's Bucket Talk. Is that that yep, right name? Yep. Okay. I'm not sure why it's about buckets, but, <laughs> 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 um, but you know, and you talked about so, getting started, making things, uh, you know, Legos and taking things apart when you were a kid. Yep. Um, and you were working on cars with your dad, right? hmm Yeah. So your dad, so he was kind of, was he, uh, what did he do? Was he a professional mechanic or was he just on the side?
1: Uh, really, more on the side. It was uh more of a hobby thing. Okay. A, I did. He did some uh, car detailing back in the day, but um, most part was on the side. and Then uh, when I was younger, I was always the the young kid bringing over tools and things, whether they were right or wrong, wheeling the tire over something like that.
0: Right. But
1: um, you know, helped out as I grew up and I learned a heck of a lot uh, standing around watching.
0: Sure. Did you? Uh, when did you start uh, working on the cars yourself? Do you remember?
1: Uh. Well, on my own, I mean, probably, I guess, when I started driving, uh, okay. I had my learner's permit when I was 16 years old, I was able to get my license on my 17th birthday, because I took driver's ed in New York State, you can uh, get your license a little early, Yeah. but um, I was definitely uh, you know, a mechanic of my own, and a mechanic in the high school parking lot, everyone always asked me after school to fix something, whether it was oh. in the parking lot, or drive another house and install a light bar, or replace something somewhere that uh took a lot longer than expected as it usually does in cars
0: oh that's interesting so you had a reputation already in high school for knowing how to put things together
1: very mechanical yeah
0: <laughs> oh that's cool did did your dad ever take other things apart was he like fixing stuff around the house or was he just sticking?
1: um cars? generally more of a mechanic guy
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> no, I just, I'm curious, like, w- what different types of experience people have or what influences yeah. they had around that.
1: So I, I basically, when it comes to anything else uh, from automotive, um, everything else was pure interest and passion learning from YouTube. Any little books I can get my hands on to at least look at the pictures. I haven't actually started reading books until recently, uh, past sure. year or two. So, um, you know, most of it was some videos on YouTube.
0: Right, so like I guess looking at the pictures of a book is kind of watching like a Jimmy Duresta video, right? So you're just watching him do it, but he's not saying he's not telling you all the instructions. So
1: exactly. visual visual learning, you're figuring out yeah. how to do it for yourself, and that's the best way to learn.
0: Sure, and I know you went did uh woodworking in high school. Did you have any kind of shop class or anything before that, like middle school?
1: Uh, middle school we didn't. They used to have it there, and then it was moved to the high school, which was built later on. Okay, um, far before my time, but um in a Fifth grade, sixth grade. I can't remember what grades were in high school, but uh,
2: sure, <laughs> it yeah, it was. What
1: <laughs> was it freshman? Okay, it was freshman year we couldn't do it, and then sophomore, junior, and senior year we were able to take the classes. Um, freshman, junior year, uh, I was able to take wood tech one. That was the first class I was able to take, and I loved it. It was amazing. I did all the projects quite quickly, and it was a great time. The next year I took wood tech one and wood tech two, cause I had a great uh, relationship with the teacher. Um, I believe it also took architecture. Somehow someone let me do that. Okay. <laughs> so I was thinking <laughs> three of those a day. And then uh, senior year I had, you know, wood tech Two, a wood tech one. I had, uh, possibly architecture again. Then I had a study hall cause I had finished a lot of my classes. Your
0: requirements. Yeah.
1: Yep. And, uh, I used that study hall to go up to, uh, Mr. Wilson's room. I, uh, would tech teacher at the time
0: okay yeah i just talked to someone and now i can't remember which one of the what who i talked to but they had the same thing like they kept going back to the shop class mm-hmm. even though they had yep. already done it they were <laughs> they t- yep. took it again and again uh mm-hmm. so that's interesting
1: yeah, yeah. i um I, I took it upon myself to really uh you know help the other kids in the class to learn because my teacher can only handle so many rascals in the class <laughs>
0: sure yeah i mean that's probably uh, so, what a lot of people are yeah <laughs>
1: absolutely so I, I helped out a lot there I uh, kept the shop clean kept everyone in line and um i really really fixed up the machinery he, he'd he been teaching there for 35 years at that point and uh, half the machinery just wasn't even being used but all the uh, the plumbing from the dust collection system was still hooked up so i went through personally on ladders and whatnot and Duct taped everything off. I put shutoffs where we didn't need them anymore. Machines that were long gone or broken, machines that didn't work, got them back and running again. I climbed into the giant dust collector, banged out all the bags, and you could have sucked a bowling ball up that thing after. Wow! (laughs) I cleared off old tables with years and years of projects, and you know we had a we had room again to work.
0: That's that's pretty interesting that they just let you you know run around and kind of.
2: I was was never a a...
0: junior shop teacher. I was, uh, I
1: was never a kid to make trouble. So uh, I was always trying to make nice and make good. So uh, people let me run with that.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. That's always, that's a good way to get uh, through things in schools and stuff like that is to just, you know, not be too noticeable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know,
1: pretty good for grades too.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. That's great. Uh, Did you do any other kind of stuff? Did you guys have any sewing or cooking or any classes like that?
1: Uh, I would have to say middle school. We did more yeah. of the cooking thing, yeah, and I, nice. I did take that class. It was very fun. Okay, a little bit of makery in there. You know, we had art classes, right. of course, and I took all the art classes I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I was known for drawing when I was younger. Uh, now I stick to more of a uh, you know line and ruler kind of thing, uh, designing right. furniture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we have? We had uh, electronics, so we were doing kind of circuitry stuff like that. Um, I was good at
0: the circuitry part
1: uh, when it came to you know, ohms and doing mm-hmm. the mathy part. Eh, that's kinda where I fell off there.
0: Okay. Yeah. Can understand yeah. that. All right. Just, and did you ever uh were you ever into playing an instrument or anything?
1: Okay, so <laughs> long <laughs> story. Um I started out playing well everyone I think plays like the recorder, I think. Yep.
2: Yeah. In <laughs> uh,
1: elementary school. So obviously that, but you know, not much attraction to it. Um in middle school or the end of, I guess elementary school something like that. We had to pick uh an instrument or least my parents maybe. Okay. Uh, I played the viola for a number of years and mm-hmm. that was a really really great time. I made a lot of friends in orchestra.
2: Played a lot of great
1: stuff and then I started to get into drums and guitar cuz that was a little more feasible to play say around the campfire. Uh you're not going to exactly whip out your viola at a campfire and <laughs> start fiddling away. Right. So um you know guitar and drums came in and then uh, I kind of slowly dropped off after a couple of years and I never really learned much because I didn't practice. And now, sure. kind of see in the corner behind me, uh, those viewers that can't see, I
2: have yes. a guitar
1: back there and I'm slowly starting to, you know, play around a little bit more. And I'd like to get back into it.
0: That's cool, yeah. I mean, I have what I have three or four guitars in this room, but they're <laughs> like covered in dust, so but yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I just pick it back yeah, up. I always taught myself, I have to, yeah, I have to dig them out because they're all behind stuff. And that's the thing is, if it's not. Available to you, you know, to be I know one person I said, that like, yeah, if you keep your guitar like in the case all the time, then you're never going to play it. But if you keep it like out, you know, and it's yeah. tuned up, one, it's ready to go. You can just pick it up. I have another
1: guitar. It's an older Japanese made guitar, pretty nice guitar, good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it sat around for so long with the strings tensioned, actually ripped, the, started to rip the bridge off the, uh, the bottom of the guitar.
2: Oh, goodness. So Is that's it...
1: that's going to be a possible repair I got to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an acoustic guitar.
1: Yeah, it's like a sunburst something or other. It's like a nice color scheme whatever. It's like okay. a 1970 something like that. Sure. Yeah. Later.
0: That's cool. I got a uh, it's a cheap 12-string acoustic and I when I got it the it only had six strings on it. So then when I put hmm. all 12 strings on, I'm like why is it only six strings? Who's, <laughs> so I put all 12 strings on and it made the uh the whole top like bowed in like where the sound hole is. Yeah. yeah. Because it was never designed correctly and it's from like it you know again it's like 50 years old probably at this point so the wood is like not that great and it's a Mm -hmm. cheaper quality instrument but so i went this is a long time this is before like you could make magazine stuff but i went on Mm -hmm. like some forums or something and (laughs) i bought spruce from an uh model airplane place Mm -hmm. online that was like well like you know whatever quarter inch by half inch spruce strips and i cut those and glued them into the guitar to make braces to fix it. And it's kind of weird. Yeah. So it's <laughs>
1: more of that, more of that insurance stuff is starting to uh, actually amaze me. Cause I, I went to the Martin guitar factory after buying right. the, uh, the Rosewood that I picked up mm-hmm. in Nazareth PA. And um, I didn't get to take the factory tour. I'm going to go back. I'm going to take that.
0: And, that sounds uh, great. The
1: factory, yeah. um, the museum itself. Well worth the stop. It's completely free to go in. Uh, you can drop a little donation in the box. Highly recommend. So there's some beautiful examples of guitar history and just art in there. It's incredible. Yeah. And that that has now inspired me to build a guitar with that Brazilian rosewood that I got now. I still need to source some parts, but you know I'm, I've been learning a lot and I'm making a lot of guitar friends now on Instagram. Oh, so that's pretty cool. One day we can get together and make something
0: happen. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really interesting. So the what what part of the guitar do you have enough to make the top or is it an acoustic guitar you're thinking of making or
1: so yes, an acoustic. I want to replicate a Martin D28, the Dreadnought. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of the top of the line. It's just this big booming, deep, beautiful sound that I've, you know, recently been attracted to. I'm just like, wow, that is that is really nice. And you see how yeah. beautiful it can be. And then my sure. my everlasting love for Brazilian rosewood, I, I just I got to make it out of that. Um, I am going to probably go with a old growth redwood, uh reclaimed top or the uh, Sitka spruce. Okay. ABG, but that's the more um Typical thing to use, but the redwood redwood's a little uh little tempting just because of what it is. I have a few sure. sources for that, so.
0: Oh really? Yeah, that would be really cool. I do have I do have
1: most of the parts. I just need like more of the general parts. That's all. Well. So I, I got a guy for veneers to do the side. I think I have a piece of Brazilian that'll be suitable for a uh, a book match back.
0: Oh, that'll be nice.
1: And um, you know, for uh, bridge for the um, headstock veneer. And, and the fretboard. Right. Have all the wood. Otherwise, okay. I need the neck, the the skeleton, and whatnot.
0: Yeah. All right. That sounds like a pretty exciting project. Uh,
1: Absolutely. It sounds like I almost know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I have zero well, idea.
0: <laughs> sure. Um, that's interesting. And one of the things you talked about before, you, you uh, visited Anne of All Trades, and mm-hmm. you got to learn some stuff from her. She makes spoon carving and chair making. Right. So that's another type of woodworking. It kind of reminds me of what you'd have to do for a guitar. There's a lot of carving and
1: yeah, her, um, curves, her right? Mandolin uh, making skills. And um, I guess Adam built an electric guitar recently. Um, okay. Those two are just fantastic at jamming together. Just, you know, pulling the guitar out, playing on the piano. Oh yeah. Just uh, it, it really, really great time to hang out with them. too. had a good time at Jimmy's too this past makers camp. But, um, that's, that's the kind of thing I want to get into. I want to be able to pick up that guitar and play something.
0: Right. Yeah. I learned, um, yeah, actually from YouTube. This is funny. Cause that's really where my YouTube thing started was like watching music, uh, lessons and stuff like that. Um, there's this guy, I don't know, I have to look up his name. Um, it's Patrick something, but he does a lot of banjo stuff, but he also has like just a technique he teaches for playing acoustic guitar. Um, is very easy to learn and it can sound like you're really good playing guitar even though you're not it's very simple technique so it's really interesting and there's you know there's so much stuff so you know and obviously you'll figure that out and I'm sure you <laughs> have watched a youtube uh, video on playing guitar that <laughs> if you want to learn literally only a couple so far <laughs> right <clears> yeah sorry, there's e- again. I won't there's e- any f- f-
1: concerts anytime soon.
0: <laughs> no no but i mean just even Uh, just getting like the basic technique. If you just are willing to pick it up and try, you can, you know, you can get far enough to play around a campfire and impress people who don't know what they're doing. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, uh, let me think, I'm trying to think if there's, I don't know. I've never tried to play, but like with anybody who actually knows how to play. So, but I think, you know, as long as you present your skills as, you know, whatever level they are and you're not trying to, you know, I think most musicians would be encouraging you know because they just mm. would you know hey it's just being able to play anything you know and you know entertain your friends is definitely yeah. and a and, cool and Adam
1: both definitely uh definitely pushed that while I was there I'm like, "Yeah, I wish I could you know play again, and like just get up in you know a couple minutes a day, whatever, pluck some yep. strings and I'm like you know yeah, I should and a little while later I, I did start doing it again, so feeling good, you know,
2: um yeah, that's cool. That's
0: interesting. I didn't know if we were going to talk about music or not, but <laughs> I'm glad I I'm glad I asked because that's yeah. A, I've been surrounded a lot of
1: uh, surrounded by a lot of musical people in my life. So,
0: oh, that's cool. Does like, anybody in you your family like been... play or anything?
1: Um, not anything professional, more for fun. That's all. Sure, from I mean, a few other orchestra people, some band people.
2: Okay. Uh, you know, time.
0: Yeah, because I never had like a lot of musical influences or anything, but I still you know just went and after I. Got a job at Kmart, I saved up some money and went and bought a guitar and uh <laughs> tried to figure it out. Yep. And so then, you know, whatever, forty years later, still about the same, but still still enjoy, you know, just as long as it it's fun. As long as it's noodling fun. around. Yeah, for sure. How did you get started restoring the old tools? Did you start doing that before you did the drill press for Jimmy or was that your first yes. attempt?
1: Oh, I was not no, no. <laughs> That was my yeah. first very large machine attempt. I always did yeah, for yeah. that, so it, it was quite the jump. Um, so my my buying and selling history is is quite vast at this point. It's still growing every day. Um, ever since COVID, it slowed down, and I think people have realized the price of tools. But, mm-hmm. um, actually, where I got started was selling uh, Mustang interiors. We we have a '66 Mustang, so, uh, huh. and I obviously got very interested in cars at a young age, so. I was going to auto swap meets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would find this old ratty interior for cheap. And I'd either clean them up, fix them up, or just sell them as is because the price was right. And I was flipping, you know, whole sets of interiors for, you know, 50 bucks for a set of four seats. I'd sell them for three, $400, just as long as you bring them to the right place. Um, then I got into some hand tools. I was looking at woodworking. I had a crappy Delta table saw that probably should have cut my fingers off. Yeah, I had a little craftsman chop saw, but you know what? I was making stuff and I did some hand tools. So, you know, what better to buy some rusty rusty treasure and uh, fix them up a little bit? So, hand planes was really the, the big thing that I first got into, and I, I found myself in an abundance of hand planes. Buying and selling of those began. Mm-hmm. I went from hand planes to anvils to small machinery, then on to more collectible uh, items, as well as uh, now I have a power hammer gonna be flipping or possibly keeping if i get some property before then but um you know uh, everything's everything's growing all the flips are growing kind of where the restoration started
2: okay yeah i was just curious like you know how how you (laughs) got started doing that so you when you know when you first reached out to jimmy
0: and you were you know asked if you could come, you know, help out or, you know, visit the shop. You were already, obviously already watching different people making stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Were you aware of the like extended community of all the crazy people that <laughs> you've been able to meet?
1: Oh, um, yeah. Honestly, I, uh, I was aware of a lot of people beforehand. Uh, Jimmy was obviously one of the first that I mm-hmm. had found on YouTube and I was watching very, very long time. I wouldn't say from exactly the beginning, uh, beginning but definitely somewhere around there. Okay. Um, big fan of his for a very long time. Uh, I always look to his videos to learn expansive amount of skills. You know, my name is Rojas Carpentry, and that is what I want to focus on. That is my true, true passion. But mm-hmm. being a maker, I mean, we can't stay away from everything else. It's it's too fun to try everything. <laughs> so Right, yeah. Um, so being able to watch Jimmy do these things and he's learning while he's making these videos uh inspired me to go and learn those things as well. And you know, again, buying tools, fixing them up
2: for cheap and just experimenting, have some fun with it, learn. Uh just, just do it safely, that's all. Um What's my train of thought? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting
0: way to look at it is that you're watching him uh, learning. So that made you inspired you to actually go and learn it yourself. Um, yeah. Cause I guess that's probably pretty much what I did, even if I didn't know, you know, I just knew that, you know, I, you know, if I have some information, I can figure it out. Right. And you can, you know, and I understand, you know, if you understand, like you understand what, how basic tools work and motors. And once you get past that, you can, Figure out the rest, you know, as long mm-hmm. as you know which way the blade's turning, you cannot <laughs> exactly. figure yeah, out a little
1: intuition when you're uh, figuring the stuff out. But, um, you know, that helps to keep your fingers. <laughs> um, yeah, when I when I first yeah. did get to Jimmy's, though, I mean, I was just uh, I was in college. I wasn't doing much.
2: and mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't I wasn't the partying type. So I never really got out that much. And mm-hmm. uh, I decided to send Jimmy an email. I told him, Listen, uh, you know, could I could I come hang out? I'm up in Albany, I'm not too far away from you east Durham. Um, I could, you know, clean up around the shop. I could just, you know, come hang out a couple of times a week or, you know, pick up your dog shit. That's what I right. sent an email. <laughs> <you have> to <laughs> pay me. And yeah. uh, you know, I'll just come on by if if you let me. And mm-hmm. uh, he texted me at seven AM on the dot the next morning and said, Come on by, hang out. That's great. Uh we we took a little walk around the shop, talked for a couple hours and uh Brought me around the building and they said you think you can fix this thing up and it was that big cincinnati drill press and i said i'll give it my best shot and i certainly did
0: <laughs> wow yeah it came out great and uh <laughs> so that was a great learning experience there right
1: mm-hmm. and doing cool. doing a lot of the uh the heavier restoration was mm-hmm. uh certainly a different challenge that i hadn't had before but uh, right. having this excessive access to powerful tools was a total game changer because you know i was at that time, I was using sandpaper. I was using a little six-inch, you know, bench grinder with a wire wheel on it, maybe the drill mm-hmm. press, and uh, you know that that can only do so much. And you can get a lot done with that, but you know, having some some uh, fared grinders or mm-hmm. giant buffing wheels that can suck your arm in is <laughs> it's yeah a lot of fun. It's a lot. It makes things a lot easier. It's still a lot of work, but makes a lot easier.
0: Right? Yeah, because then you're focusing more on you know just the actual work of the restoration and not like fighting with the tools all the time yeah because yeah. i mean again like you said you started in your small shop and you were able to you know make it work but
1: yeah it's a know. it's a rule at his shop and it's a rule at my shop mm-hmm. now no tool shall enter unless you can basically feed it a two by four with zero resistance right Bangsaws, yeah <laughs> sanders planers whatever it is yeah that machine should not stop if as hard as you try (laughs) so i still have a while to go here for myself but um at jimmy's shop we we make sure we have everything i
0: think yeah i can understand that i have like an old craftsman table saw and that will definitely if you put a two by four through it like you know to try to rip a two by four the two by four will definitely uh it always they always have tension in them so it'll it'll bind up the blade and shut that thing right off you know yep. <laughs> um no problem so yeah. i can understand that um yeah and obviously a tool as long as you know what you're doing and don't put your hands in the wrong spot because um, <laughs> that's the thing it's like a crappy table saw your hand will never stop it right but mm. so but the wood getting caught well is more dangerous than the wood moving through the machine so yeah absolutely so you know but you still have to be aware obviously of the power of those things uh, and incredible. that's why
1: we get saw stops now. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah. Definitely yeah. looking at one of those too, because I'm just nah. <laughs> my table saw setup isn't
0: yeah, not. I would yeah that's I've really been trying to figure out a way to do that. I don't use the table saw very much just because yeah. of that, you know but I then, that's probably
1: the most used tool in my shop next yeah. to the uh the chops on the planer probably.
0: Right. I just need to make more stuff and then I would have to use it. But yep. but I can you know I every once in a while i if I need to cut anything, I'm like, oh, I need a piece of wood that's this exact size for something, and I just can go in the shop and cut it in a table saw. It's so much easier than trying to figure out, like, what... If, you, if I didn't have that, I would probably not even think of a solution to the problem at all, you know? So mm. it's great just having a basic workshop available.
1: One thing, one thing that kind of... Uh, just to bring a cow dog up real quick, Chris Griffo. Yeah. Um, he just sold his table saw, and he bought a giant bandsaw. Yeah, instead of the table, so that's that's quite interesting to me. I know a lot of people do that, and that is Mm -hmm. actually a space-saving kind of thing. But uh, I'm curious to see what the uh, the trade-offs.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: I I guess because you can definitely rip things on a big band saw, and you resawing. Because I know he was just saw him resawing a 10 inch board, but how, how long? Several feet long, like by hand with a huge. I don't even know what kind of saw. It's a big handsaw.
1: So oh, a oh, back saw. He was using Japanese whale back saw.
0: Okay, that's what it's called. Yeah. And that was um, so yeah, he's like, I'm never doing this again because I'm getting advanced. He's <laughs> he's
1: putting himself through hell doing that, but
0: yeah. It was a <laughs> the, the guy likes to stay traditional
1: and I respect it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nope. Well, that's what he said. He's but yeah, so that's really interesting. I if I had a like a yeah, a saw that was big enough, there's probably a lot of things I could do on it. You know, yeah. I just have the fourteen inch, so you can't—you don't have enough width to really get a lot of work done yep. on that. So,
1: yeah. the uh the power is really—I think where where mine struggles at least. Uh, I yeah. paid far too much for my bandsaw. Um, it's a Delta fourteen. It's mm-hmm. got the riser block. It's got the Craig fence. Had it supposedly, nice. it was an upgraded horse and a half motor with a roll oh. stand and everything. I got there. It was a two hour drive. It was only a one horse. Oh. motor. Oh, so right off the bat, the guy had lied to me. That sucks. I, paid $700 for that saw. Uh, I bought it because I needed it for a job mm-hmm. and I had already drove two hours. And, all right, whatever. Yeah. So I bought it. That sucked. Uh, But you know what? The bandsaws made me money and doing well. But uh, sure. I really need a more powerful motor on that thing. Right. Um, I have ripped 10 inches of, uh, or not ripped, excuse me, re-sawn 10 inches of red oak on that thing. Wow. Um, that's You got to have it tuned up perfect. The blade's got to be brand new and the motor's yeah. got to be, Feeling happy that day. Otherwise, right. it just stops. So, uh, yep having having the power behind it really is the big thing. Having a bandsaw,
2: yeah,
0: and having having a good blade is really important. I learned because basically, if you watch Jimmy Dressed videos, you don't learn how a bandsaw works because everything is eight times speed. So <laughs> you really have to. Well. And,
1: and he's doing all the illegal moves.
0: <laughs> right, right. But I mean, it's even that just watching how he does it. Right. You see, really you don't under you have to learn how. How it cuts and how how it interacts with the material. Um, so I had you know I ruined a few blades, and you know once the blade's dull, it's like you can't cut anything straight. So it's, go, go it's all it's wandering all the It's place. like it's a CNC. It's so it's frustrating. You, yeah, you break
1: the bit right off the bat. and You're like, damn.
0: <laughs> yep. Well, that was that was pretty funny. So I've I built the that mostly printed uh, CNC, so it's like a 3D printed uh, parts, and I. Got some bits from the guy who made the plans and I opened up the package. I dropped the one bit directly on the concrete floor. I broke it. It's <laughs> the first thing I did. So I'm like, oh, there we go. I broke one already. So it's good.
1: I uh, When I first got my CNC, I wasn't aware that, well, the guy had no idea who mm-hmm. was doing the last guy. And yeah. The whole thing was just assembled wrong. It was He had torn right. the bed up with the bits and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a nice brand new shiny sixty five dollar Amanda tool bit spectra-coded, whatever I'm like very proud of it. I'm like all right, cool, let's try this thing out. I didn't get to turn it on i I screwed in the bit and I tightened it down. The bit shattered in the collet because there was a piece of carbide in there from the last guy.
0: oh, there was a broken thing in there, and it put yeah pressure so, in. oh my God, yeah, so
1: the pressure of the collet actually broke the other I don't I have no idea how that happened. I don't think it should have happened, but no completely shattered my bit I'm like I didn't even turn on right <laughs> and Aaron Aaron at the time had told me to buy some cheap Chinese bits right and you know what that's what I'm doing now because it's yeah. they work they work fine if you really need some fine cuts I would use spectrum on but right general production work that you're gonna sand and whatever anyway
0: yeah that makes sense yeah I still have to I still have to get mine going because it's in the basement it has an MDF uh whatever surface and it's all it's not flat anymore So I got to resurface it and relearn how to use this thing because I haven't used it Mm -hmm. in a long time. But it's it's definitely a a really interesting tool, and I really need to experiment more with
1: it. Yeah, there there is a lot of cool things you can do with the CNC. I mean, I've kind of done some sacrilegious stuff on it. Um, Tempered glass—you're not supposed to engrave because if there's any small fractures or chips or anything, that thing Mm -hmm. is vulnerable to just shattering immediately. Yeah. At the time, I didn't exactly know, but I had already committed to the job and it was kind of for a friend. And he said, eh, whatever, just try it. So I'm like, all right. So I I bought a diamond bit off of uh, eBay, a diamond engraving bit.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: uh, I engraved a tempered glass panel for a PC. Wow. Um, It didn't shatter on me either. And there's a YouTube video on that, kind of an early one. Yeah. Uh, But it it came out good. I have no idea why it came out good (laughs) or why it didn't (laughs) shatter, but I mean, it, it worked. Um, You know, holding apart while the CNC's going, <laughs> that's another bad one.
0: That's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I just, it was, <laughs> I couldn't make up the clamp. It was, it was a quick cut, you know, quick cuts yeah. always go, that's, you know, they always go good. Nothing bad happens ever.
2: Right. But, yeah. Uh, of course. <laughs> that's, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing at all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's great. I'm glad you brought up the glass engraving. That was actually something I was going to ask you about because I not something I've seen before. Yeah. Do other people use engrave glass? I mean, cuz you can gra- so, I assume regular <laughs> glass would be safe
2: or
1: Most people uh, I mean, you can engrave glass. You can use a rotary Dremel bit with a mm-hmm. diamond bit in kind of like I guess carve glass a little bit. Yeah. But typically what you do is uh, you, you know, take a vinyl cutter with sticker, you mm-hmm. make a negative of it in reverse. Yeah. put it on the back side of the glass and you mm-hmm. put, etching, put etching. Right, yeah.
0: Glass. Um, it looks like a chemical etch then instead of... A... Yeah,
1: chemical etch, then you peel it off, wash it off, and then that's you know, your etch.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that probably would have been the safer way to do it. Yeah. Uh, I did not have a vinyl cutter at the time, nor did I know about the etching paste. Okay. Um, but, you know, glass engraving, it, there's very little info on YouTube, the last time I checked at least. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why I made the video. And do oh, cool. tempered glass? I guess yeah. so. Maybe if most most of what people said on forums and stuff like, "Don't you dare! No, it's gonna break. This and that. You're wasting your time." Blah blah blah. I'm like, "I'm gonna do it anyway." There's you gotta wow. experiment. I love so there's it. There's no solid answer, and I, I want to know the answer. So
2: right, risk it yeah. all. Risk it for the biscuit.
0: <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. As long as your friend was also along for the ride. Um. And also, the great thing would be if it didn't work, then you would have. Definitive evidence that this is a bad idea. You could still make the video. Exactly. And then, because if you go on there and there's nobody on a, has a video of messing it up, then hey,
1: so far it's a 100% chance it'll
0: work. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All the evidence so to proves that, that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And no I one's won't cra- be the one to find
2: that out. <laughs> yeah.
0: No one's crazy enough to do that. Yeah. That's great. So you you reached out and you brought yourself into like the in-person maker community by <laughs> going to Jimmy Shop did you meet anybody else uh from online before that
2: um
1: no i don't i don't believe so actually um i was still very early on
2: mm-hmm.
1: in instagram honestly i i, I always like kind of just kept the whole woodworking thing quiet like i wanted to start a business and whatever cuz yeah, everyone's going off getting their jobs after college or stuff like that. And I started sure. my my thing in high school, and I did go to college, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I just felt like you know stuff I was passionate about. I just kind of kept quiet; I didn't really tell people about because like you do, do what?
2: Right. I still get the same
1: question today, but I'm proud about it, you know. Yeah. So I started Instagram a little later than I think I should have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it's 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 going well. I uh, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy the community we're sitting here talking to each other and of course they're quite often <laughs> Life's up there yeah and uh you know if you're not on instagram or you know thinking about it just just do it you know, a lot of people i talk to uh even with just normal businesses everyday businesses mm-hmm. they just think it's not worth posting or they just don't feel like it or they don't think it's going to help And in reality it does help it's working instagram is where i've gotten a lot of jobs uh, in addition to word of mouth of course right but it's it shows to be a very powerful tool as we see from jimmy and Anne and a million other people we can name
0: yeah and just uh just all the like people who don't necessarily have a million followers or whatever (laughs) um yeah you still can get you know a huge amount of of value and just like friendship and stuff out of it for sure but instagram is you know just another way to communicate like with your potential customers right so i mean Mm -hmm. if you if you have a business and you have people in your local area who are interested, that's fine, you know, get out, reach out to those people. It's like
1: it's, it's like having a portfolio too and it's very right. easy and accessible mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. Keep up to date, they can really look back and see exactly, you know, what your skill level is things like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's how I got all my jobs as a computer programmer was and not Instagram, but um just being active in what that online community and, you know, just again, showing people what I could do. And then that was led to, you know, work. So you definitely aren't going to meet anybody on Instagram. If you don't post. So. Exactly. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the
1: biggest thing uh, from Instagram actually just, just came to me. Um, YouTube, it, it can be incredibly hard to talk to people. Of course,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Leans of followers or hundreds of thousands, whatever, even if even tens of thousands, um, I know everybody at least tries to answer some comments or all comments, but you can't get to everybody. And you don't, you don't always reach the person you're trying to talk to Mm -hmm. Instagram. I believe really brings it down to earth and, uh, you know, kind of represents our community pretty well. That's I think where everyone comes from for the most part. Um, Everyone's there to talk. We, we want to be a community. We want to hang out as humans. We've been looking for that community and it's great that we've found it as well. Yeah. Social media in that aspect is, incredible to me
0: yep yeah for sure and that kind of goes back to the thing you said like a lot of people that you would talk to in your i guess day-to-day life wouldn't understand you know you're like oh i'm going to start a business do woodworking custom furniture or whatever but you know all the people that you talk to on instagram are there because of that they're
2: like i want to talk to the guy who's (laughs) starting his own business because that's what i want to do too yeah So one of the big things uh, that is a
0: part of the So have you been to any maker events? Did you go to any besides maker camp? Of course.
1: Uh, it was maker camp. I mean, there's Tony's slip and slide event, right? I mean, at the Blackthorn, I mean, mm-hmm. you mean like the classes and stuff?
0: Yeah. Well, just just like you've, you've never been to, you've been to any workbench cons or anything.
1: I uh, haven't been to like workbench that? con. No, mm-hmm. haven't been, uh, overseas to, um, maker central, uh, you know, i've been during those things at least when i could get involved i'm more mm-hmm. um working i work right. seven days a week for the most part yeah and uh i get home i work on rojas carpentry all night
2: mm-hmm. so <laughs> constantly working not <laughs>
1: right. really going to events but I, I gotta go to the black um, yeah
2: of course a
1: requirement?
0: <laughs> yeah but, i mean um, you're definitely a uh, part of the main uh crew you know
1: <laughs> yeah i went to the uh, i did go to the cordura uh event in new york city with jimmy one time that was fun That's Um, we recently went to the woodworking show, right? Uh, yeah. Was that Springfield? In Springfield,
0: Massachusetts. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. At the biggie as a, (laughs) Viz says, I know a guy.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the, one of the giant buildings there that used to be probably, again, it probably was one of the biggest places that has like a, basically it's a giant fairground, uh, with a million buildings. Um, I don't know that it's actually that big anymore compared to some other places, but, um, (laughs) It's been there for a long time, but yeah, that's a great uh, place. And I've been trying to encourage people to find the other woodworking shows in uh, where there's, uh, New Jersey, Indianapolis. Uh, they Ohio. have, they have
1: one down in Jersey, right? The same show.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's okay. in a couple of weeks. It's going to be in Edison, New Jersey. So I'm not I'm sure how far that is. That from out. you. Yeah. I that's, think someone's
1: not uh, terribly far.
0: Yeah. there's Yeah. And you might poke around on the internet. Cause there's a lot of New Jersey folks who, uh, who might show up to that. So, mm-hmm. And I think it's, yeah, definitely. Because we've been doing that now for five or six years uh in Springfield. So it's yeah. fun. Yeah, it's Just uh, to...
1: about an hour for me. About an yeah. hour south.
0: Okay. So closer than Springfield.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Springfield was two and a half hours, I think. Yeah. Two forty-five, 45, something like that.
0: Yeah, you guys are a little bit out of the way. So... So you have been to all the maker camps just by osmosis. I mean, you just you can't avoid it. I guess if you're so <laughs> the the
1: very first one mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to, I didn't wind up making it. Um,
0: oh, did you had some other obligations, or
1: I did. Yes, um, yeah, didn't didn't make it. I did buy a ticket and uh, I had to get a refund that year. But I'm there every every year since, even the uh, the COVID year, we all had off
0: the unofficial uh, one. We yeah. had a little
1: the unofficial maker. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, I was at that little powwow. Too. That, was, that was a good time.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, Dave, yeah, I like basically rearrange my whole life. And I take, like, after Maker Camp, uh, you know, I book my room for the next time and then I take off work. Um,
2: <laughs> I, heard, I heard that all the
1: rooms at the Blackthorn sold out. Yeah, in like, yeah, in like days three days. Yeah. Camp, three days. Wow. Yep. That is insane.
0: Yeah. There's only, I think, 80 rooms. They don't, it's not mm-hmm. like, a huge amount of on-site, you know, I mean, you know, compared to the number of people who want to go.
1: Did you, so, did you hear the the final tally for the, the year we had?
0: Um, I thought it was 700. I don't know if you heard anything different. It was like
1: 650, 700. Okay. Yeah. That is, oh my god. Because last year we had, what, 450, 500?
0: Yeah, I think so. So it's gone up a couple hundred every the year. year.
1: Yeah. That's... Yeah. Mm- this is awesome
0: yep (laughs) yeah yeah it's amazing to see how it's growing and that there's so i met a lot of new people um especially because i was doing a demonstration so i met a lot of people who wanted to do that and a lot of people with kids came over to that um Mm -hmm. i think because it seemed accessible to do the block printing and you know so i met a bunch of new people it's cool yeah Um,
1: no i really wish i could have stopped
0: by yeah of course
1: Uh, everyone said that yeah yeah i was uh Every five steps, I had someone new to talk to. I mean, it was fantastic, amazing. Yep. Um, next year, I'm going to try to hit hard. I'm trying to do some stuff.
0: Sure. That actually it's leads me to a, a, a question. Um, because the whole theme, uh, that Jimmy made up the first one was uh, like share what you know. If you were going to share what you know, what do you think there's anything that would be that you'd focus on?
1: Uh, as in uh, at the the maker camp.
0: Sure, at maker camp or whatever. So that's.
1: Um, you know what? I, I still look at myself as, as more of a student than anything. I probably always will. Um, sure. If someone wants to learn something from me, I, I love teaching people if I can.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, I think I'm still still listening and learning for a little longer. I uh, haven't really narrowed down exactly what I'm great at yet, I suppose.
2: <laughs>
0: sure.
1: Um, you know, carpentry, Carpentry's coming along. Learn a lot from Jimmy.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: some teachers around. That's cool. Yeah, making my way, and uh, you know, starting into the whole dovetail thing. My my uh, tool cabinets coming along great. Yeah, that's um, cool. That uh, that recently past week or two, I've, I've been able to actually assemble the whole thing. And it was a very, very tedious process to cut out, uh, you know, hand chisel all those dovetails, get them all perfectly square in every dimension, and you know, it takes forever. It just you don't want to do it. Really don't want to pick it up because it's just you know you're gonna sit there and do the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Again. Yeah. But when those parts and pieces finally fit together perfectly as you dream- dreamt them in your head, you wipe that first coat of finish on. There's nothing better in the world in in making projects that that first coat of finish on a perfectly set pair of dovetails. Wow. Ah.
0: <laughs> That's something I'll have to try to learn because I haven't uh, haven't got there you yet. Know- all you need is a thirty-dollar saw
1: and a sharp half-inch or three-quarter-inch chisel. That's, that's
0: yeah.
1: all you need, Dave. That's it. So maybe I a two little things. maybe a little Tony yeah. Rallo square. I'll help you. Out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yep. Well, my, I I'm on the list for the square. So thanks. Nice. You got in this time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. a, yeah, he's, he was able to. I think he's been increasing his uh production mm-hmm. slowly. So yeah, it was yeah. uh, lucky I was able to get in there. Yeah. So that's which which size did you get? I got a six inch one cause I wasn't, couldn't decide which one to get. Um, <laughs> and I couldn't get all of them. So yeah. I figured I'll get the one in the middle. And I, don't see, know, I, think I, I have a
1: problem and I, yeah. I bought all three, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. I mean, I wanted to get all three, so I'll, I'll definitely have to, and we'll, maybe I'll see if he has, you know, if things change. Oh, yep, <laughs> yep. if he has a spare, I'd say a spare the, spot,
2: if
1: you're doing any small joinery stuff, mm-hmm. the, uh, I initially wasn't gonna get the four inch square. Yeah. And um I I, I wanna be using that the most on mm-hmm. this project so far cause it it really it's a smaller ruler and it's not a big cumbersome thing, but it really really right. gets in the corner of everything really, really well. Okay. So for joinery I I wouldn't have been able to do that project without the four
0: inch. All right. That's good to know. Awesome. So I'll have to I'll definitely have to put that on my shopping list. Uh yep. Yep. and make that a priority. And then if I can get one of his hand planes, then I'll have that, that's another one. I need. Yeah. another one. I'm holding <laughs> off
1: on block planes specifically because yeah. I want one of his. Yeah, need the proper piece of rosewood as well.
0: Right there, you go. Oh yeah, because you, you can provide your own uh, inlays. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, so. the whole the whole tool cabinet is a curly maple, so like super super curly maple. The whole thing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: all dovetail. They got sliding dovetails for the shelf and the shelf support. Uh, the drawers. I'm like, I'm half debating if I should dovetail them or not. I I really just want to Craig screw them together, put the faces on, and just call it good. But I know later on in life, I'm just I'm gonna just regret not dovetailing everything by hand. So right, I'm gonna go through the painstaking process of uh, dovetailing four different drawers together. Uh, on the front of those drawers, I have Brazilian rosewood veneer, and their okay. four way bookmatch. so they're they're bookmatched down and across, so they all point.
0: So, it's like the center. oh, that's super cool. that'll a look nice, good.
1: dark, rich rosewood, you know, good tones in it, and then yeah, doing little brass knobs with with uh, soft clothes uh drawer slides and everything.
0: Wow, that sounds great. Um, that's one um,
1: pull out,
0: yeah, I definitely have to yeah start figure out a project you know to slowly increase my woodworking skills
2: so
1: <laughs> get a you know what one board project buy an eight foot board right mm-hmm. you could have a what is it i guess like even two by two by two little little cabinet something like that
2: mm-hmm.
1: just just dovetail those four corners set a piece of plywood in the back and yeah, got somewhere to put your hand planes, small small go. hand plane till or chisels mm-hmm. and whatever just right very simple i i know i'm gonna have a load of tools to put in there yeah. so i made it four feet by three feet
0: which is wow
1: kind of, kind of large
0: yeah you're gonna um, have to
1: borrow i know i'm gonna fill that to thing up i just don't know. <laughs> It is very heavy (laughs) so far. Um, (laughs) I will say, I will say, I put a French cleat on the wall. I have like 12 screws in each cleat in the cabinet and the wall. Mm -hmm. And I hung on the cabinet myself. Okay. So um, I think we're good. It's not going (laughs) anywhere. Yeah. Bad boy's not going anywhere.
0: (laughs) No, just a pain to move.
2: Yep, exactly.
0: Yeah. One of the things that you. I've seen you do before was uh, making pizzas at a, yes. at Jimmy's with a, a giant um, fancy pizza oven. Oh, so I love pizza. It goes back to cooking <laughs> class in fifth grade. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what is, um, what is your, I guess, what is your, do you have um, like a favorite pizza you like to make or? So I like to keep it simple
1: and mm-hmm. uh, I like my cured meats. Okay. Um, just, I like to do, uh, just obviously, the dough, sauce, favorite sauce, uh, some fresh mozzarella, sure. And then to fill in the gaps of the mozzarella, you just do uh, the dry shredded four cheese for the okay. pizza. So nice. Cups, you know, too much mozzarella, just too mm-hmm. much water; it floods the pizza. Right. And then I like to take little shreds of par uh uh prosciutto and just okay. crumple it up and throw oh, it in that little sounds good. like kind of rose rosebuds on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you leave them real high like that, they get really crispy on top of the, right. pizza. So you get a nice crunch, salty, sweet from the sauce, and that that is my perfect bite of pizza. I've been on a diet lately, so I really, really miss pizza. <laughs> I'm sorry
0: about that <laughs> i had I had a, I had a, a consider I'm like, oh well, should I talk about pizza? <laughs>
1: yeah, we J- Jimmy and I both agreed to lay off the pizza for a while. Makers camp I, I made you know forty to fifty pies for people right and um over that over the weekend, but um yeah. I made a lot of pizza. I made pizza for for Bobby Duke for nice. uh, Tamara Robertson for mm-hmm. uh, oh God, so many people
2: <laughs> Wow, that's cool yeah that's fun
1: uh sie that was okay good good time good time
0: for sure yeah so i I just got one of those like uh portable pizza ovens, like the uni yeah the, uni, the little yeah stainless steel one, and uh that's a lot of fun. Yep. um and i'm thinking of bring i can bring it to maker camp and then i can just make some pizzas like oh yeah camp in tent. like campfire pizzas or something yeah 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 because i've i've been thinking about that since the first maker camp because the first maker camp there wasn't a lot of snacks and stuff available yeah. after dark um
2: <laughs> Dave's so, <Pizza> shop.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so i was like oh we should have a, we had a pizza and then we could just make some pizzas yeah
2: because
0: first i was going like, oh we can order a pizza but that's you know not that much fun it's maker camp you gotta make yeah. it um so, so hopefully, I would, that's I, would rather, plan. I would rather
1: make my own pizza in Easter.
0: <laughs> All right. I've I'll never had a pizza stuff. there. So,
1: yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's
0: okay. I did get a good pizza in uh, Cairo. There's a pizza place. Two Brothers like, Pizza. I don't know if there's that one. No, it's like a little, it's, it took like an hour to make it. But it, it was, was pretty oh, Was good. it in
1: the, the Hannaford Spark? Yeah, Mall? it's in the
0: Hannaford Plaza there. Yeah. I,
1: I haven't been there yet.
0: Yeah. It's not bad. It's I, also, I was I'll good try that out when I'm not on my yeah. diet. <laughs> right 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 yeah i guess yeah see if they have a yeah, yeah get, get, i need all all vegetables no crust yeah i
1: i really would like to build my own pizza oven like a uh i guess a brick and, a stone yeah brick, brick, brick. And mortar yes yeah <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: um i have a load of fire bricks um, okay right kind i mean there's only one kind of fire brick here, I assume.
0: no there's two different kinds of fire bricks there so is- uh, I learned this by watching like, you know, Instagram and YouTube and stuff. So it's not like I'm a firework expert, but I guess there's two different kinds. One's that's like kind of insulating and one that radiates heat. So, okay. and yeah, I don't know what kind of bricks are in a pizza oven, but you'd obviously you'd but, want it to the, the, the floor of the pizza oven, I guess is, you know, cooks the pizza. So that has to yeah, radiate. So heat. I
1: know, I know the white bricks that we have in like our forges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a load of those yeah. I know and I've seen a lot of uh you know pizza ovens there's this like similar brick but it's a little like yellow it's probably like, a harder brick
0: maybe it's a harder
2: version yeah
1: Something like that but I I I did a lot of construction uh through high school and a little into community college because I was still living at home Mhm I had five years with a demolition construction framing trim cabinet carpentry stuff like that um we got a lot of free stuff because a lot of stuff went in the dumpster. And yeah. I took home loads and loads of fire bricks because I know I was going to be having a little blacksmith shop and you know, I might build my own forge or this or mm-hmm. that or whatever. So, right. I do have a, a, a generous amount of fire bricks, which are quite expensive if you want to buy a lot of them. So, yeah. If they're the right
0: kind, I build myself right. a pizza. Or something. Yeah, check that out. Yeah, because I know some yeah. of them are kind of like soft, right? So, yeah. you can
1: actually you can cut it with a handsaw without dulling the handsaw.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you'd want to put a pizza on that because if, you, if you're yeah. sliding stuff around, if there's pizzas that are going off, yeah. uh, make it a little crunchy for your pizza. You know what? Jimmy's,
1: yeah, Jimmy's pizza oven that I think about it, the electric one from uh, first.
0: Place,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, it does have those slightly yellowish tinged stones. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to look into that because I know Animal Trades. i got to actually, mm-hmm. I'll just talk to her.
0: Uh, yeah, she'd know.
1: There's two or three pizza ovens on the property now.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah.
1: So. Uh, <laughs> Makes good pizza too
0: <laughs> right yeah and she can probably have as much pizza as she wants because she works uh, so hard running exactly, the farm yeah. you know so <laughs>
1: all fresh ingredients that that whole uh, the whole week that I spent there when I
0: oh wow food.
1: um i I think I ate like one processed food like it was like right bag of chips or something otherwise yeah. it was you know cheese from the goats milk from the goats uh vegetables from the garden um meat from past cows uh, yeah you know everything was was farm fresh and it was just like whoa
0: <laughs> yeah it's pretty amazing if you can yeah you know, if you can do that it's not it's not easy it's definitely uh
1: it's not easy and i respect a lot of work
0: yeah oh uh, yeah for I, sure I really,
1: I really want to go back it is just it, it's amazing having fresh food every
2: single day
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i have to think about that that's pretty cool yeah yeah i'd like to hopefully see uh you know what happens next like with their school cuz
1: it uh it, it is starting to move along uh from what i hear i know she's working through some minor issues now so the, the big complications are solved i believe that's good yeah, they're just working to small stuff right now we're we're planning on possibly taking a little trip down there cool uh me jimmy and a few other guys
0: nice that'll be great
1: maybe, maybe the first official collab. but uh
0: you know in oh time. wow
1: first in time
0: yeah that's that's cool that'll be really amazing to see uh, yeah it's been exciting to watch the whole story and you know it just uh, her you know her goal of, of building that school is really great
1: you know? she uh I'm, I'm really happy that she is doing it because she's an excellent teacher uh, mm-hmm. i was like you know when i went there uh she taught me to spoon carve uh the explanations are just astronomical but they make so much sense
0: oh that's good to hear
1: spoon carving or you know, she she had to finish a chair, so I helped her finish up the chair I was shaving spindles. Wow. Taught me how to properly use a spoke shave. There you go. You know, adjusting the blade by hand and whatnot. I I generally knew how, but she mm-hmm. really taught me, you know, fine Doing the chair spindle uh, spindles, how to hold it, how to support the work while you're shaving it, because chair spindles, you know, twenty four inches long about. And if you're just pushing the spoke shape down and getting further and further away from the
2: vice, yeah, yeah it's going to bend. Just bend
1: it <laughs> down like a tongue. Yeah. So that, um, you know, also when we went to Gregg's, uh, just just when you're at Gregg's, you do work if you're not taking the chair class. Okay. So, uh, I helped sp- uh, split up spindles from uh, white oak logs and red oak logs. You taught me how to properly use a fro. I always mm-hmm. had a general, you know, generalization of a fro, but I really yeah. like how you're supposed to use it, mechanical advantages to it up uh, to it. Mm-hmm. Um, they also had this little fro splitting box. They put the firewood in so it holds it a certain way so you can split it. I, I got it. Yeah, I think I've froze.
0: seen someone use one of those before. Probably an um. that that and a shave
1: horse. That's what I need. Those are those there two you go. I'll build next.
0: Yep. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, shave horse is cool. I've never actually used one, but I just seen I was thinking about making one because just I love just the idea of it. And yep, yep. <laughs> I just it. I need the room. I need the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I probably have space in my garage or my basement to do it, but yeah, cause just watching Tracy, uh, making ax handles or carving yep. stuff on it. It's pretty cool. But yeah,
1: so but, uh, at her shop and uh Greg's shop, both, I, I learned quite a bit just, just hanging out there. Mm. And, um, back to the tool cabinet very quickly.
2: Sure. Go um, for it. I
1: found inspiration from her shop cause it's, it is very clean looking. The tools are organized and it's just beautiful, like clean, but, know, earthy wood and shiny tools kind of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And Greg's is like, he timber framed the entire shop himself in one summer. Wow. Out of, you know, trees that he milled on the property.
0: I mean, the, like- everything
1: is made of wood. The whole building, just wood, wood, wood everywhere.
0: It's, mm-hmm.
2: it's gorgeous. Yeah.
1: There's Windsor chairs all over the place. Every single tool that pepper the walls are razor sharp. Razor sharp. Every single wow. one of them. And uh the tool cabinets he built to to house those tools, those are my massive inspiration. His tool cabinet and the
2: cabinets. Okay. Um
1: that you know, that's the kind of look I want to go for. The warm, woody tone of shiny, really sharp tools. With a with a dash of rosewood, of course. Got to right,
0: with rosewood. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. That's a really great um inspiration. I'll have to see if I can find uh, some reference to see what those exactly what those pictures. Cool. Yeah, I mean I know there's probably a lot of pictures of those shops uh oh my God, yeah. out there somewhere. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: So that's cool. One of the things uh that you mentioned uh before too is that you besides woodworking and going on Instagram and <laughs> hanging out with people is um uh getting outdoors and doing uh you know outdoorsy kind of stuff what do you like to do?
1: So I have been on a very tight work schedule for probably the mm-hmm. past year now. Yeah. Um I don't do a lot of the leisurely things I used to do. I mean I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy woodworking and making a lot, but uh there are some things that I should really get back to and just have that uh, you know time in my life where it's just kind of you know, no thinking. Just the brain's yeah. gotta shut down a little bit and just mm-hmm. relax. Yeah. Um I always love to get out fishing. Uh, okay. I always have a fishing pole in the trunk of my car. Smart. Uh, my truck. And, um, you know, if I see somewhere I can fish, I will you know, stop on the side of the road real quick, whether I'm taking a road trip or driving home, and just cast a few times, see if I can get anything. Um, going out and just finding new hiking spots, it's always a big thing for me. Uh, you know, pack a little bag, a camera, and just head on out into the woods until the sun starts coming down and run back to the truck before it gets too dark or we'll yep. <laughs> sure um that's always great it's a nice just serene time to to think to to you know kind of cleanse your brain of all the the static going on yes uh, i
2: really
1: want to get back to that.
2: yeah i need to
0: do that too i know that just for a long time i haven't had you know yeah same thing just work and stuff i haven't had time to spend you know getting outdoors uh, i don't do a lot of a lot of fishing but um i don't know you know shane mooney yeah of course Yeah. And just after he was, I don't know if it was after the timberland. maybe he, he did like a road trip and he just like stopped like every five, five minutes and was fishing somewhere, shared all his videos. It was just incredible. Just all the incredible places he found and just it again. Yeah. It looks like just so relaxing and just, you know, different change of pace from everything else we do. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I am.
1: I am uh, wanting to take a big road trip. Um, you know, a big fifty-state road trip would be awesome, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. I am trying to save it for some property right now. So I do have to look at you know future investing a little more importantly, but mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't mean I can't take small road trips. Yeah, um, I really want to hit like the Northeast. You know, a bunch of makers, a bunch of historical. Of locations. I love mm-hmm. history and museums. Yeah. and uh, really landmarks, mountains. You know, right. Waterways, stuff like that. Sure. Uh, I want to do the Northeast. I want to head down south cn in tennessee and Luther georgia florida come back up the coast again then at some point i'll make some trips to head out you know out west somewhere southern california stuff like that and then maybe another trip or maybe the same trip i don't know up towards yeah. washington state and maybe even
2: alaska mm-hmm.
1: as well since i'm out there
0: that's cool yeah i mean i when i was i was in puerto rico and i was at the was it in the rainforest and they had the whatever at the Visitor center, they have this pass, national parks passport. So, um, no, actually I didn't get it there. I got it at the other place, the fort. I can't remember what it's called, which is this big fort in uh, San Juan. And I got the passport there. So now I want to go to all the national parks and I got a ways to go, <laughs> but, uh, yep. it's just, it definitely, uh, you know, an inspiring thing yeah. to do. Nature, to nature, Nature's is
1: one of the greatest artists, actually probably the greatest artist
2: Sure, I like that.
1: Mountains, animals, the sky. I always, I always try to keep the, uh, I always try to keep like a positive vibe going on
2: about mm-hmm.
1: me. Um, cool. And I always got to remind myself that, you know, hearing a bird chirping in the morning is enough to make you smile.
2: So yeah, you for sure. In. I totally agree.
1: So I try to, I try to look at everything that way. But definitely getting out there and uh, seeing what nature has to offer—that is uh, one of the most relaxing.
0: If anybody wants to check out what you're working on, uh, where can they find you? Rojas Carpentry on pretty
1: much every single platform. No space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's good to know. We'll put a link in the show, of course. If you want to check out uh, more of this show, you can go to uh, Making Problems to Solve on Instagram. You can just uh, search on your podcast player for that. Uh, If you want, you can leave a review or share it with a friend. You can also support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash making problems to solve. want to thank my top uh, patrons, uh, Matt from uh, Artigiano Serio and uh, Ed Johns. They're great guys, and I really appreciate the support. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, thanks
2: a lot for talking to me today. Thanks for having me on, Dave. It was fun. Thanks. See you later.